mini episode. My name's Paul Champanelli. My name is Kirk Pinchon. Hey, Kirk Pinchon. How you doing? I got a Kirk wreck. You got a wreck? I got a wreck. Okay. And it's in effect. Sometimes you give a wreck, and I, I'm always genuinely interested, but I don't always follow up. <laughs> sometimes I, say, I do. Sometimes I do. I would say that's par for the course. Yeah, sometimes you recommend something to someone, and they don't necessarily bother. You're not obligated. Right. I'm just here to give info. But there are also listeners, and they mm-hmm. may take yes. your Yes. So I'm one, not saying I'm not going to take your wreck. I'm just not guaranteeing I it. think it's a toss-up. Okay. My wreck is the Wham! documentary. Oh, there is there a Wham! documentary? There's a Wham! documentary that's on Netflix that's been out for about a month or so. So it's new. Okay. It's very Yeah, it was maybe last month it ever came out. Full documentary about the story of Wham! Mm-hmm. Literally the beginning of Wham! End of Wham. Doesn't go any Doesn't further. go into George Michael's solo nope. career. Yeah. Literally, the end and credits. Did they interview Andrew Ridgely? Yes. Okay. They interview Andrew Ridgely, and it's all voiceover, and then they have voiceover stuff from George mm-hmm. and other people. Here's the hot takes. Not even hot, but info that you'll like. First of all, <laughs> they started as a ska band. What? Yeah. No, they didn't. They started as a hip-hop group. <laughs> That's right. Their first single is Wham Rap. Wham Rap. They were, people thought of them yeah. in Britain. They're like, oh, they're a socially conscious rap group. Yeah. Because Wham Rap was talking about being like poor and against right. Margaret Thatcher and shit, which makes me laugh. Hey, everybody, take, take a look, look at, at him. He <laughs> has street credibility. <laughs> Very dim street credibility. Uh, <laughs> but they started, like, they became friends in like our version of junior high, and they immediately yeah. became best friends. Yeah. And they're like, we want to be in a band. And that band was called Executive. It's not a great name for a band. It's not a great name for a band. Not a great name for a ska band. Yeah. So it's them and a, like three other dudes. And according to Andrew Ridgely, we were terrible and everyone quit but me and George. <laughs> and so that's when they're like, let's become a pop band. Yeah. Wham. And someone said, oh, that sounds like, yeah, Wham's a good name. Let's it call is a good the name. Wham. Yeah. Yeah. And the two takeaways that I love. Again, Andrew Ridgely is fucking awesome. Put some fucking respect on the man's name, you dicks. (laughs) Who are you talking to? Just those people who like made fun of Andrew Ridgely. Because he was obviously the lesser talent. Yeah, but he he at least knew it and was fine with it. Yes, he was so fine with it that, you know, like those early stuff like Wham Rap and stuff, he's co-writer on. Yeah. He's co-writer on Careless Whisper. And then apparently George is like, listen, I have a lot of ideas I, I really want to make this global and big. I just you should let me do it. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Woods goes, okay. Yeah. Like he didn't. He's like I was upset. Yeah. But I didn't fight it because I knew we would be big because right. I believed in him. And it's that belief in George Michael that George Michael's like he's the guy that believed in me. No one else believed in me. Yeah. And that kind of made them big. And then even when they broke up, it was one of these things where George is like I got to do my own thing. And when Andrew's like, yeah, you do. This is. Yeah. I've taken you along for the ride as far as you can yeah. go. And Andrew was fine with it. And <laughs> well, because he knew he'd be able to live off that careless whisper money for the oh rest of the Oh my God. Life. The best quote, and then I'll tell the best story. The best yeah. quote is they're talking because they're going to break up. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew it wasn't like acrimonious. They did a farewell tour. And they're asked each of them what they want in the future. And George is like, you know, I really want to work on uh, being a big star and having a voice. And they go, Andrew, what do you want? And he goes... I just want to retire with dignity. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what you did. That's, I'm a much more of a Andrew Ridgely sort of person. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be a big star. Yeah, just 
just let me t- retire with dignity and yeah. grace and do my thing. Yeah. And that's what he did. Dude, just make my nut and then disappear. Yes, disappear. <laughs> and I surf and do uh, eco-warrior uh, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a great Even that's a lot more than I would be. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I wouldn't even <laughs> surf. you go, up. I'd hang out. That'd be cool. Yeah. But the one thing is that the, the, it's the dichotomy of Andrew having a ball. Mm-hmm. During this big time of Wan being fame, just like partying yeah. and plowing chicks, and George miserable <laughs> because he was so unhappy because he was in the closet, yeah, and couldn't tell anyone but Andrew, and they're just like, yeah, I know it sucks. I'm sorry, I, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. And then like the biggest like downiest moment of him was like they had three number one singles, yeah, and and, and George goes, I've got our fourth number one single for the year in a year. He's like, I just wrote it. It's called Last Christmas. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to be number one. And it wasn't. It was number two mm-hmm. because, do they know, it's Christmas was number one. Uh, and he's, of course, a part of that. Yeah. And Andrew's like, he was distraught. He was so <laughs> upset. That's not something to be upset about. I know. He was like, <laughs> yeah. he wanted those four number ones and he got number two and yeah. still part of number one. And they were, he was like, he was distraught. And meanwhile, Andrew's like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Andrew, George Michael is great. Yes. But Andrew had the better attitude about it. He had the better, he had the happier love because he wasn't, you know, tortured, you know, both personally and like with his music. He's like, I'm good. I think that George Michael, even if he had come of age in an era where his homosexuality would have been, he would have been able to be out Mm -hmm. and it not be an issue, he would have still found things. Oh, yeah. He still would have been miserable. To be tortured about. Yeah. You're tortured about, like, you're part of the number one and two hits of the year. Yeah, and you're angry that you didn't get your own band single to number one. Yeah. If you can't find joy in that, no, that's wrong. you're going to be, you're just a pessimistic person. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Andrew Ridgely, like, they asked George Michael to perform yeah. at Live Aid. Yeah. They didn't really ask Andrew. Right. And George is like, well, why don't you just come along? And Andrew's like, great. Yeah. And he sang background with the background dancers and singers. And he's like, yeah, it was really nice. Had a good time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm more, much more like George uh, in that I'm never satisfied or happy. Yeah. But I'm more like Andrew originally. It's like, I don't want to be famous. I'll just, yeah. I'll just, I'll just disappear into the mist and live a life of uh, relative anonymity. Yeah. He did it. That's a guy who did fame right. Had fame yeah. for about five years. In his 20s when you yes. want to like go tour the world yep. and that and stuff. do all that stuff. Yeah. And then got his nut and yeah. then ended it and he's like, I'm good. Yeah. Oh. And just residual checks forever. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Andrew Ridgely. I've always, I, I don't want to be famous or be in like a rock band that mm-hmm. tours the world for decades like the Stones or anything. I want to have written and own the publishing for a one-hit wonder. Yeah, forever. <laughs> yeah. I Where I control where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And just just collect the residuals and live a quiet life. Yeah, and be happy. Yeah. So Andrew originally a real one. That's, yeah. That's my one note. And I will... I do want to watch that. I'd love a rock doc. It's a good rock doc. It's very... It's very breezy and that it's less than two hours. Yeah. And I do want to hear the Wham story from Andrew Ridgely. It's really interesting. Perspective. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. So highly recommend. I'll check it out. Yeah. Good wreck. Good wreck. Good wreck, Kirk. Is that the, is that the, is that it? That's the the only wreck I got. You want to play a game? Fuck yeah, I do. 
Okay, this isn't a new game, mm-hmm. but it's going to feel new. Ooh. Because we haven't played this in like five or six years. <laughs> I like to feel new. But I dug it. I dug up its corpse, and we're going to play. I can't even remember what we called it. Oh, okay, I was going to say. I'm going to call it Tribute ID. Oh, This yeah. is the game. This is the game. Yes. Where I'm going to tell you the name of a tribute band. Yes. And you have to identify what act their tribute yes i remember how this started because you found that card i got a card in the mail yeah for like a summer series now this game is is hard to put together well it's a bad idea for a game yeah it wasn't great the reason why it's a bad idea for a game is a tribute band is not going to want to make it hard for you to tell what band they're yes tributing. exactly so it's hard to find it's ones that are to be super easy. obvious yes um but I have put these in, in relative order of what I think will be easiest to hardest for you. Mm-hmm. And when you get stuck, just remember that pretty much every band on this list uh, just uses the song, a song title of their, okay. of their artist yeah. as their band name. So if you feel like you don't know it, think like, who has a, who has a song with this name? Yes. That's not going to take you there in every case, but it's going to get you most of the way All right, there. I like that. Okay, and there's 20 of them. Ooh. 20 points available. First one, Blonde Ambition. Oh, uh, Madonna. Yes, of course. Second one, Rocket Man. Elton John. Elton John is correct. Third one, Heart of Glass. Blondie. That's Blondie. Back in Time. Hugh Lewis in the News. Correct. This one's a bit of a curveball. REO Survivor. I mean, is it both an REO Speedwagon and Survivor cover group? Is that your answer? That's my answer. That's correct. Okay. This is a tribute band to two bands. So, REO Speedwagon and Survivor and only those two. And they've only got like five songs total. <laughs> well, that's why they had to do those two. Yep. Um... Hotter Than July. Stevie Wonder. Easy for you. Maybe not for everybody. Fame. Oh, David Bowie. David Bowie. Oh, the TV show. Yeah. The Boss Project. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> That's right. Uh, China Grove. Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers is correct. Zendata. Oh, uh, The Police. The police is correct. Cowboy. Just cowboy. I'm going to take a swing and say Bon Jovi. Incorrect. God damn. Kid Rock. Oh, he had a sign named Cowboy? I want to be a cowboy, uh, baby. Glad I got that wrong. <laughs> uh, still alive. Hmm. Love and Rockets? Incorrect. Okay. Pearl Jam. Oh, shit. Why did I think of that? That's terrible. Uh, Love and Rockets is so alive. So alive, yeah. So alive. And I don't know if uh, Love and Rockets tribute band That's, exists in I mean, the I go world. see them. Uh, Vertigo. You too. Correct. Original Sin. In Excess. Correct. Love Song. Um... Uh, wings? No. The Cure. Oh, god damn it. Uh, Bruno and the Hooligans. 
Uh, it's a Bruno Mars cover. Have you heard of them? Yeah, they're playing. I think they're playing the Starlight Bowl <laughs> like in a week because I almost consider okay, going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Royal Scam. Royal Scam. The Rolling Stones? No, that's the name of a Steely Dan album. Oh, it is. That's right. Shame on me on that one. Uh, I don't know if you'll get this next one, but there's a large uh, portion of the population that would. Mm -hmm. These Crowded Streets. You are not part of of that cult. I don't know. Dave Matthews band. Uh (laughs) Imagine a fucking Dave Matthews band tribute band. Yeah. Uh, Turnstiles. Oh, oh, um, Billy Joel? Correct. Yeah. Good one. And this is the last one. All right. Bargain. Bargain. I feel like there's something. Bargain. Bargain. I don't know. That's The Who. They have a song called Bargain? Yeah. Is it a big song? Yeah. It's on Who's Next, I think. Okay. How many did I get? You got 14 out of 20. Eh, it's not bad. Not too bad. A little less than 75%. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, So at the Starlight Bowl, Mm -hmm. which for those who don't know, Starlight Bowl is basically a really nice venue Mm -hmm. in the hills of Burbank. And it's pretty small. It's only for the summer, even though it's in LA. And the whole season is almost exclusively cover bands. Huh. Um, occasionally, occasionally, they'll have, like last year, and I wanted to go Common played. And I was like, oh, fuck, but I couldn't get tickets. Yeah. So, like, here's who's coming. Uh, or already came. The Long Run. The Long Run? It's, yeah, The Long Run. I don't know. It's a uh, uh, Linda Ronstadt. Oh, I never would have gotten. Yeah, that. Uh, Bruno and the Hooligans. Bruno and the Hooligans. And you know who they're working with? Prince again. Oh, Prince again is the name of the. Yeah. Of the, okay. Yep. Uh, Queen Nation. Queen. Yep. And then they're playing with the KTEL All Stars. Which is what? Just all seventies, like it's, AM. Yeah. Movies. Which I was like, that's genius. I would yeah. see them. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, fine. And I think that's really it. Yep, Bruno Hooligans, Queen Nation, Euro Knights, which is uh, Bad Boys Blue, and Fox. Oh, that's Samantha Fox. No, that's an actual real person. But yeah, so yeah, when you said the, the Bruno one, I was like, oh shit, they just, just, they said, just yeah, played. Yeah, yeah. That's, fun. Uh, that's fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe once every five years we'll, yeah. we'll dig that one up. Yeah. <laughs> Can't sustain doing it too regularly. No, you no. cannot. But that was fun. Most tribute bands will just be like Prince again. Or yes. like, you know, the ABBA stars or something yes. like that. Like, they'll just make it very obvious, which is makes good business sense. Yes. There's no point in being obscure why, yeah. or... Yeah. Why, why be obscure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's time for the music trivia uh, quiz. This is the part of the mini-episode when Kirk and I ask each other questions from the music-themed expansion to the board game Trivial Pursuit. It was published in 1985, which means all of the questions are about music only from before 1985, Mm -hmm. which makes it a challenging trivia quiz. Yes, it does. However, I have a streak going. Six? 
I huh? think yes. I think I'm going for my fourth candy. Right? You're going for your fourth candy. Yeah. But you've won. Yes, because that's how the. Because of course, when either of us wins a third game in a yes. row, that one of us wins candy, and then every time that one of us adds another win yeah. to the streak, more candy, more yummy candy. So I believe I've won six in a row. It might be five. Yes. But who cares? All I care about is that I win again. All you want so is that I get candy. candy. That's so much more important to me than the streak. The streak. No. The spoils. Yes, but since I am defending my win, I will ask you your questions first. I will go here. Okay. Let me get some lights, because I'm not wearing my reading glasses. Okay. What band number is Joan Baez's only top ten hit? Uh, what band number? As in the band. Yeah, I got that. I didn't know. Is your only... I mean, is it the weight? It's not. What is it? The night they drove old Dixie down. Oh, is this the only other song by them I know? No, you know Up on Cripple Creek. Oh, yeah. That's, That's okay. my favorite band. That's so. okay. I like the weight. I really like the weight. I mean, the weight's great, but I like when the Staples Singers do it. Oh. Oh, did they do it? Well, I don't know if the Staples Singers do it, but Mavis Staples does it like oh, okay. now. Uh, your mother should know. This is pre-50s. What country provided maestro Andre... Costolanets, Costolanets, with his early musical training. What country provided Maestro Andre Costolanets with his early musical training? Poland, Russia. I should have said Russia because that was the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. So me not saying Russia was wrong. You should. Yeah, you shouldn't have said. I should, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have said Poland. Nineteen fifties. What number one did Paul Anka write and record just after his mother's death? I love you, baby. Incorrect. Lonely boy. Oh. Again, let me just say, I'm not saying this for points. Yeah. But Jason Bateman married his daughter. Yeah. I will never remember that best. But every time you mention it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Yeah, that's cool. That's crazy. Uh, Is Paul Anka still alive? Yeah, they interviewed him. Oh, I'm smartless? I'm smartless. Okay. Great great hang. Yeah, I got to check that one out. Uh, I cherry pick with that show, depending on the interviewee. Agree. 1960s, what British songstress emerged from the folk group The Springfields? Dusty Springfield. Correct. I wouldn't have gotten that one. I would have been like, I never heard of that band. I have no idea. That's all I know is the name. Yeah. Uh, after the Beatles, what theme from a rat movie gave Michael Jackson a hot Motown single? Ben. I don't even have to look to know you're right. Yes. Two. You have two. And finally, on this card, anything goes. What's Vivaldi's four concerti grossi for violin and string orchestra, opus eight, numbers one through four, commonly called? You're making this up. No. <laughs> come on. You know this. Can I read it? Let me, let me ask it to you this way. Vivaldi. Let me read the card. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What's Vivaldi's four concerti grossi for violin and string orchestra opus eight numbers one through a comic column? Is it called uh, four concerti grossi? No, it's called four seasons. Oh, the only Vivaldi that you know. Oh, <laughs> I kind of know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't have never gotten that. I will ask you your 1990s. We're, we're close to the end of these. We're I running know. out. So Damn it. savor them while you can. I needed to get three. Is the, this is the Blink-182 question from oh, yeah? the last okay. mini. Okay, here's your question. 
Ooh, this will be interesting without multiple choice. How old was Britney Spears when she released her first album? It's basically multiple choice because you know around when. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to go with my first guess, and I thought it was 17. That's correct. Okay. I would have said 16. If I, I thought 16, and I was like, that. I knew it wasn't 18. And I was like, 16 seems really young. Yeah. Whoa. I, re- I, re- I remember, like, the day after Hit Me Baby One More Time got its MTV premiere. Yeah. And, like... In gym class, guys talking about Britney Spears. I specifically remember Andrew DeCastro <laughs> talking about this Britney Spears girl. Were you like 14 then? No, that was 98, so I would have been like 15 or 16. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, right around there. 50, yeah. Wow. She was born, she's a year older than Okay. Me. So, um, yeah. Wow. All right. It was a big deal. You have three. I got three. I'll not, take not it. Not bad, not bad. Anything can happen. It's not going to be easy for me. Yeah. See how it goes. That's the one. This is the one. The All one. right, here we go. I need four for candies. You need four Shit. for candies. What blonde's head is stabbed with knives on the cover of her first solo album? <laughs> what blonde's head is stabbed with knives on the cover of her first solo album? Uh, said her, right? Her mm-hmm. first which means she was probably with another band before she went solo. I'm going to say Debbie Harry. Correct. Ooh. Well done. Okay. Well, well done. Mom, what did jazz pianist Albert Amons slice the top of putting his career on hold? Uh, his fingers? Correct. Okay. A finger, but you are correct. A finger, yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, two already. Wow. What was the year of the Mambo? This is from the 50s. What was the year of the Mambo? No multiple choice? Nope. Fuck you. <laughs> Come on. They give multiple choice on way easier answers than that. I mean, 1955. 1954. Oh. oh. What year saw the debut LP of the Electric Prunes? Ooh. This is 60s. Yeah. Shit. The debut LP of the Electric Prunes. I don't want to go... Do you know the Electric Prunes? Yes. Oh, no idea. Uh, I believe they're the band that did I Had Too Much to Dream last night. Vaguely. But I might be mixing them up with some other, you know, Mm -hmm. early psychedelic band from the Nuggets box. Um, I'm going to say 66. 67. Damn it! That's <laughs> fuck! I was like, that might be too late if it's their oh. debut. Shit. Alright, after Beatles, what punker died of a drug overdose the day after he left prison following two months of heroin withdrawal treatment? Sid Vicious. Correct. That's three. It's tied. Yeah. Anything goes. What's a nine foot long piano called? A nine foot long piano? Mm-hmm. A grand piano is that big? Is there something bigger than a grand piano? I'm going to say grand piano. I'm going to need more information because this is for a win. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought it might be. Like, uh, 
epic grand piano mm. or uh, um, I'm gonna guess super grand piano. <laughs> I wish I could say yes. A concert grand. Oh, I never would have got okay. there. I never. Which I'm gonna there. say is probably different than a grand. Yeah. All right. Is, is it mega grand? It's super grand. Yeah. Maxi maxi grand. Okay, so this king size grand. This is for candy. This is for candy. The nineties. Here we go. Which singer's middle name was Ronzoni? <laughs> what are the multiple choice? Ronzoni. What singer's middle name was Ronzoni? In the 90s. I wish it was John Bon Jovi. <laughs> John Ronzoni Bon Jovi is just too funny. What singer's middle name was Ronzoni? I mean, I have to come up with a guess. You mm-hmm. gotta give me a little time. My thought process is: it sounds Italian. I'm not looking for like an Italian crooner, but maybe a mm-hmm. pop star with who's of Italian descent. And who could that be? Oh, sh- I don't. I don't even know where to begin, man. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis. No, it's a push. Yeah. I will say for the record, this is bullshit. Why? <laughs> because I would have never gotten this, and this is one of my favorite all-time artists. Oh. Secondly, not really a 90s artist. Okay. The answer is Luther Vandross. Oh. Yeah, I never would have gotten I that. I never would have gotten that. I didn't know that. Also, you're like, he did stuff in the 90s. He did hits He had in the big 90s. hits in the 90s. But like, yeah. when you think of Luther, you think of 70s and 80s. Yeah, I guess he was around even in the 70s. Oh, yeah. I think of, I mean, I first became aware of Luther in the early 90s, when, but that's when I first became aware of music. So. Yeah, that's a little, okay, your choices were, besides Luther, Seal, John Cicada, Notorious B.I.G. I probably would have guessed John Cicada. That would have been a good vote. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll take a push, it's better than a loss. I'll take a push, it's better I'm than a loss. my theme in song these days. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the end of the mini episode. Bye. Bye.